listen up, you goombas. We have a family meeting to discuss what to do with all the stuff on the internet here. Look at this. We got all kinds of legitimate businesses running websites with headlines that are, shall we say, misleading or obtuse. I'm Jimmy the Meme English. With me is Andy, Fast Fingers, and our guest, Big Phil Fettuccini. And tonight we're going to discuss who gets made and who sleeps with the fishes. If you can think of any gangster cliches to add, please do. That was probably an extra editing note to me. A stage note to me, and I shouldn't have read it out loud. You've got to excuse me. The script fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> this is Kevin Sorbo going, Disappointed! <laughs> You know about that, right? There's a moment in the Hercules show where he just yells, Disappointed! And it's because it's a stage direction. And they kept it in the show. Yeah, they kept it in the show because it's hilarious. How could you not? <laughs> and it turned into a gif, of course, these days. Yeah. I didn't and know he's that. Like but... Evil Hercules or something because he has a beard? I don't know what the context uh, is. Yeah, I don't know. That's just undeniably the best thing Kevin Sorpo's ever done by accident. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was his greatest moment. Better than Carl. He peaked early. <laughs> oh. I actually remember David Letterman reading a stage direction at one point by accident and then slapping his forehead. <laughs> anyway, turn, to, turn card over. Uh, <laughs> like that or something. Anyway. <laughs> Bender, you said wink, wink out loud. No, I didn't. Hold up, middle finger. <laughs> but yes, that is one of my favorite moments. Um, Fucking keep it in. Okay, let's start with some good news. Yes, okay. We have none. No, no, there's some good news. Yes. A, uh, a billionaire diamond oh, trader. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. 60, um, his name is uh, Ed Ari. Lanido, Lanido, I don't know how to say this name. Ehud uh, Arie Lanido, yeah, sounds like okay. Uh, he was sixty-five. Mm-hmm. He was a, a diamond trader, so he, he traded. He was a billionaire, traded in blood diamonds, mm-hmm. and you know whatever. Um, he suffered a heart attack during an operation, uh, getting his penis enlarged. Right. Well, don't don't put the heart attack part in there. Just say he died during a penis enlargement operation. Yeah, and it yeah. sounds like he died because his penis was just made so. too huge. <laughs> and this guy. So was... needless to say, this was a huge story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. It was a. It was a hard story to track down, but they had to really, you know. <laughs> oh, hard because diamonds. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no. Also, penises. <laughs> oh, that was what I was thinking. No, no, hey, was, also, a d- hey, 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 I'm enlarging my penis here. guy. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. It's like, I, he's, he, I, I'm sure it took him a while to make this money, but I, unless he literally just got rich like this past week, which is unlikely because he's a diamond billionaire, so he presumably has had this money for a while. So why did he suddenly decide to get a penis enlargement at the age of sixty-five? Like what? Why? Why that? Isn't that sort of? I'm not saying you you know you shrivel up and die when you get to that age, but 
But your penis might. <laughs> you, if it was something you were concerned about, maybe do it when you're, you know, <laughs> still young enough to really Yum, enjoy dumb, it. and full well, of the article you said know. He had a lot of. Yes, exactly. The article, which is from the Daily Mail, which is. Yes. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's by Jessica Green for Mail Online. Uh-huh. Um, apparently, he had a lot of uh, self esteem issues related to his height and body and whatnot. So, normally that would. You know, I'd feel sorry for him, but, you know. Yeah. Well, also, he got to the point, when you're a billionaire, I feel like your self-esteem issues should not be much of a problem. Well, I mean, they... (laughs) You'd think, right? uh, You'd think that would would conquer them, and the fact that it doesn't... Through self-esteem, I have money! (laughs) Well, I mean, you'd think that... That's a pretty good argument for why, uh, you know... The pursuit of wealth is Um, not going to make you happy, basically, apparently. Because it can't make your penis bigger, except when it can. (laughs) It can, can, actually. Just don't have it done when you're 65 years old, which is probably generally good advice for having, like, major cosmetic surgery that isn't, like, pulling your face back and stapling it onto the back of your head. Um, By all accounts, this guy was, and there's... No way to say this without getting into pun territory. A dick. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Just the mere fact that he was trading in diamonds, which are, you know... Oh, yeah, no, I specifically stopped and made sure that, hey, did this guy do uh, shady stuff in his businesses? Yes. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that he was involved with diamonds. I, I don't know if there's a way to be a diamond trader at this point and not be involved in shady stuff. Uh, well, you could sell, like, synthetic lab-made diamonds, which are just as good, but that's literally going up against the diamond trade and monopoly that causes the artificial scarcity, so... Well, so then you're, you're going against them, right? Which is... Yeah, but I... It might not also be good for your health. True. Well, like maybe, that's, in- maybe that's what this was. Maybe this was a mob hit. While he was on the operating table getting his penis enlarged. And they and they secretly took I him out. I don't think so, but interesting. <laughs> it was like, we gotta do this in the most convoluted way possible. Really send a message to those synthetic... Listen, listen, listen. The only thing that has kept all family even competitive in this game is the fact that this guy has low self-esteem. If he gets a big dick, it's over for us! I want him dead! I want his dick dead! His his penis must remain small for the sake of our family. Our family business. He sends your penis to the hospital, you send his penis to the morgue! You broke my dick, Fredo. You broke. My... <laughs> <laughs> what am I even talking? Just about? while he's on the operating table, just a surgeon comes in wearing a members-only jacket. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to have a big penis. <laughs> you come to me asking this favor on this, the day of my penis surgery. <laughs> Jimmy two times because he always comes two times. <laughs> Is my penis funny to you? Is it a cloud for your amusement? Yeah, it kind of is, actually. 
go get your fucking shine box. <laughs> I don't even know what that means in this context. Forget Enlarge it, the Jack. Penis, it's leave the cannoli. That, that doesn't even work. That's, that's not a mob movie. <laughs> well, we could switch to Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> this is the beginning of a, of a beautiful penis <laughs> enlargement. <laughs> We're just doing random movie yes, quotes at, at this you, point with no, with no logic at all. <laughs> oh. Forget it, Jake. It's Dick Town. <laughs> where did we go wrong with this? We're so far off the like, rails. Where did we go right? Okay, let's the... let's let's move on to a, a more normal story. Uh, Shane Dawson. Yeah, we sat with. It's like we don't have anything nice to say. To, it's like an old guy who. Got money in, got more money than probably anybody should. Died in a very yes. embarrassing. Meanwhile, way. it's funny. Yeah, I- I'm not uh, clear who this guy is. Shane He's Dawson a, a is, seems to be some sort of YouTuber. I'm not really familiar with him. Uh, I don't know. He's like a um, one of those um, like the Paul brothers, you know, Jake Paul and Logan Paul, yeah. I think he's along those lines. I did like the joke somebody made that Logan Paul looks exactly like but... a background character in a Renaissance painting. He's one of the Roman legionnaires. Going <laughs> like, what? Because he really does look like that. That's probably the nicest thing anyone said about Logan Paul. I know, right? It gives him a quiet dignity of a kind. But uh, yeah, Shane Dawson tweeted, uh, I don't know the context for this and I don't want to know, but uh, I didn't fuck my cat. I didn't come on my cat. I didn't put my dick anywhere near my cat. I've never done anything weird with my cats. I promised myself I wasn't going to make apology videos after last year's thing, so I'm just trying to be as short and honest with this as possible. Yeah. And it's part one of two. That's the thing. You say you don't know the context. But nobody knows the context. There's no context that comes out looking good. (laughs) He just posted this, as far as we can tell, completely unprompted. A lot of people are asking questions about my I am not involved in human trafficking t-shirts that I feel were answered by said t-shirt. Oh, who said that joke? That, that That was a tweet, right? That was a tweet, yeah. Right, it's the thing you ju- you've just drawn attention to it. It's like it's like when the alt right people call you a cuck. You know, it's like screaming unprompted in the middle of an argument. No, you have a small penis. No, you're a diamond billionaire. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of uh, I don't really do this often, but I, I have an occasional joke. Uh, if you add this is not a sexual tweet to the end of a tweet, it, it turns it into a sexual <laughs> tweet. Right. <laughs> well, in this case, <laughs> in this case, maybe it would keep it from being a sexual tweet because he just leads with this. He just leads with, "I would not fuck I, my cat." I did not. One fuck of my the cat. better responses I saw was somebody um, uh, edited the scene from the room. To change the dialogue, but he's coming. I did not fuck my cat. I did not. I did not come on him. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) Here's the thing: has he explained this? Has he has he has he contextualized this at all, or or gone on to? Here's the thing: I couldn't see anyone coming up. I nobody has posted, as far as I can tell, any possible context to this. 
Hell, maybe it's just brilliant marketing. Well, maybe. I mean, <laughs> he ended up he ended up doing a tweet street a tweet a tweet storm, I guess. There's there's a <clears throat> there's a yep. tweet at the end of this big long stretch. Oh, apparently um, oh, there's okay, here. somebody's Cell typing is this. providing us with context. Oh, yeah. Cell, uh, who is Cell? Uh, Cell knows something, though. She should, if she knows something, she should tell us. So, so we understand this context. <laughs> yeah, hasn't written it yet, but uh, it's coming apparently. Shit, I can see the uh, the dot. She's typing. Oh God, this is the suspense is killing me. It's really killing me. Dare we look? This is. Lovecraftian. If we look, we'll go insane. We're on some rats in the wall shit now, boys. <laughs> Non-Euclidean tweets are coming up here. Okay, I love the phrase "non-Euclidean tweets." I may go back and change whatever I've been using as my Twitter handle to now that Euclidean ing non-geometric non-Euclidean tweets. By the way, I saw someone on Twitter who is now using the name Neoliberal Evangelion. Nice. So. <laughs> Good, I got what I want. I can die happy. <laughs> well, I mean... He... Uh, yeah, so apparently he told a joke uh, uh, about uh, rubbing his dick until climax on his cat. And okay, then, well, uh... I feel at this point the confusion is your own fault. Yeah, he was Okay, so the conclu so the context literally was he said he fucked his cat. He was he was <laughs> yeah. trying to make an edgy joke and now he has, I guess, cat lovers piling on him. Please for... rephrase. That's the worst <laughs> way you could have phrased it. <laughs> Every no. part of that sentence was phrased horribly. Cat lovers piling on <laughs> him. <laughs> Now, so I'm trying, I'm desperately trying to connect this to David Cameron somehow. But well, uh... <laughs> we talked in one of our earlier shows about the supposed uh, rich person restaurant in oh, which God, you yeah. get to have sex with an animal and then eat it. <laughs> <laughs> the urban legend about that. Oh right, you also uh, talked about the guy who wanted to fuck whales. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, no, no. He claimed he has. And oh, that's okay. another guy who just tweeted that with no prompting. With absolutely no lead-in, he just started. He just started tweeting about, well, if you if you if you fuck a whale, it's definitely consensual because <laughs> they wouldn't allow you to otherwise. Pretty that much, was, I assure you, if a whale does not want to have sex with you, it won't be able to. You won't be able to. So, I mean, <laughs> we're finding all kinds of reasons this week for why billionaires should not be billionaires, basically, because because th they'll either have. Uh, penis surgery when they're too old and die, or they will attempt to fuck an animal they should definitely not be fucking. So for their own good, they need to... Why are so many rich people fucking animals? <laughs> I don't know. It's the thing you can do when you get money, and it's it's the first place their mind the goes, Is this, like, the motivation? Whatever happened to hunting humans for sport? <laughs> like, is this gonna be the argument from the Republican Party now? Look, if people can't fuck animals, what incentive will people have to work hard and it's aspire to get dream wealth? To fuck a cat, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
god, is that what 30 acres and a mule was? Oh god. <laughs> well, that's, that's why it didn't happen, I guess. It's like, no, no, there's 30 acres and a mule. That's, that's the only stipulation. So they said, no, thank you. All right, you can have reparations, but you have to fuck a mule. <laughs> and like Phil said, so they're getting it a bit, they're getting it a bit mixed up in their heads. They want to uh, uh, hunt supermodels for sport and fuck wild animals. <laughs> <laughs> their their brains wiring gets crossed at that level, I guess. <laughs> and then and then Mark Zuckerberg, of course, will use his. Uh, his laser gun on them, I guess. Thought billionaires were pedophiles. I mean, look, I don't think there's any way the cat was above eighteen. So there you <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, but in cat years. Uh... But he he didn't do it. He did not fuck the cat. So we must we must take him at his word. Was it President John? Wait, okay, was it? He's but he said he did. So which which are we supposed to believe, him or him? No, but he said, but that. But he said that was a joke, so he's, you know, let's listen to the last thing he said. Yeah. I, like, the President Johnson, who basically bragged that he wanted to accuse <coughs> his opponent in election of fucking a pig. <laughs> you, and when says, people tried to explain it, there's no evidence right with you for it. It's like, this good shit. That down, his retort was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, but it I seems want to be it's not even a, it's not really a YouTube <laughs> thing. It's just a rich person and, thing. <laughs> that, was, that was in the the, the 19th century. That, that was in the, the 19th century, you're saying? No, jo oh. Johnson. Johnson? No, the 20th century. Oh, Johnson. Lyndon, John yeah. Lyndon Johnson. Yeah, the guy who showed his dick to everyone. Yeah, but not while he was running. Not, not in No, public, apparently journalists, uh, like he would show his dick to journalists. I mean... They, they didn't want to sully the office of the president <laughs> wow. by reporting on that. I can't decide if people were too restrained back then or if people aren't restrained enough right now. But, uh, I mean, this is, yeah. this is pre-Nixon, of course, so... Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Johnson famously uh, found out, supposedly, that Nixon had been, you know, sabotaging peace talks after he was, after he was elected. Johnson found this out and uh, that he didn't want to say anything because he didn't want to sully the office of the presidency for the incoming president. So it sounds like there's a, there's kind of a tradition of not wanting to sully the office of the presidency. God, it just have Democrats always been just awful with this? Yep, it's been a recurring issue for a few decades at least. Uh, it kind of happened with Carter and Reagan too. Oh yeah, because Reagan sabotaged the hostage the thing. Yeah, Iranian uh, the hostage negotiations supposedly. Yeah, um, I don't know, but of I, I don't know if the, Carter knew about it or anything. Uh, but yeah. It's always been that thing of, uh, yeah, my opponent committed uh, treason, but uh, he's a good man. Uh, uh, but he's a good man. I respect him. Uh-huh. Yep. yep. And just biting it up, huh? So let's go on to the Batman thing. Is that do something you want to talk uh, about? I don't really have anything for this, but all right. have anything with the... <laughs> Penis thing, but we just ran with it. It's all stream of consciousness, buddy. 
Please do not use stream when we're talking about the penises. DC's plans for Batman's 80th birthday. Oh! Uh, oh, okay, yeah, no. This actually is a good one for clickbait, because they're not releasing the bats. I, I, okay, go, uh, tell the story, and then I'll tell how it's Okay, long. so it's an io9 article, and it says, um, uh, DC's plans for Batman's 80th birthday include 1.5 million bats. And uh, <clears throat> supposedly to celebrate uh, Batman's 80th birthday this month, uh, they had an occasion where they had, as part of the celebrations at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, on March 15th, a swarm of one and a half million bats will be released over Congress Bridge. Because Batman. Okay, so here's what they got wrong. No, what they have, uh, Congress Bridge has... It, during bat season, has nightly boat tours under the bridge, which naturally has one of the largest urban populations in the... urban bat populations in the world, so people can see, at sundown, the bats will emerge from a huge cloud from the bridge. And if it's, like, the tour, I think it will, they'll, like, fly right over the boat and everything. Right. Uh, it's supposed to be very beautiful and amazing to see. Right. Bring an umbrella. So no, the DC is not sending out fucking Geoff Jones with a butterfly net and a pillowcase to collect bats to release in the middle of an office. Well, for what they pay him, he ought to do that. Uh, somebody, I'm not sure who, I can't remember who, but somebody on Twitter made a joke, uh, as God is my witness, I thought bats could fly. <laughs> also, I want to say, I did miss... I just realized I did mispronounce his name as oh, okay. Jeff Jones. It is Jeff Jones. That wasn't me making fun. Jeff Jones. Just from reading it, that's just my uh. Fuck. Okay, I'm really bad. Okay, I'm just stupid. This was not intended to be a joke. Uh, well, to be fair, this article does end up uh putting in a correction, and like you said, Ing, it says what you say. Yeah. That it's a bat. Uh sanctuary or a bat colony is it a i believe a sanctuary well, it's a natural colony but i believe right. the bats yeah are protected. they i mean otherwise they'll just be flying through everybody's window and inspiring them to become crime fighters <laughs> so it is an urban bat population they are just living in the city i i want to say it's austin but don't hold me to that <clears throat> okay it says austin yeah it's it's south by southwest so so it's Austin, Texas. But it's crazy, though, if they have millions of bats yep. flying out from this bridge every night. I mean, that's pretty wild. I mean, imagine imagine living near that. You'd see this, this giant swarm of bats every night, basically. Yeah, let me... I would actually bet many that, like, four movies like the Dark Knight trilogy and everything, they did go there as, like... At least probably as, like, shot or location scouting, or for reference <laughs> to just see, oh yeah, this is what a shit ton of bats in an urban environment looks like. <laughs> right, yes, exactly. That's how they knew about it, so they could go there. But, but I mean, at this point I'm starting to worry a bit about the bats. I mean, does, does every, every time the car drives over, does, do they 
do they freak out or you know does it disturb them no. they're, they're fine they sleep through it they come out at they come out en masse at night to go on you know to go feed and flutter about so it is literally they sleep under the bridge yeah yeah must be a big bridge if it could fit 1.5 million bats oh yeah it's like effectively this big bridge has been taken over like in lieu of where these bats would naturally nest in like a hmm. cave okay cool similar to how uh rock doves or pigeons had their population basically explode because it turns out urban environments are ideally suited to them opposed to where they would otherwise live in just cliff faces right you're talking about and it turns just like pigeons just regular pigeons right but yeah before humans, they just lived and nested in cliff faces. And it turns out building a bunch of high buildings and everything, it's like, hey, this is the perfect environment for us. And humans leave garbage everywhere. Yeah, right, exactly. Rats, cockroaches, pigeons, all enjoy the urban environment. It's funny because apparently cockroaches are, move cockroaches are moving further and further north all the time because now that there are cities up in the north, Cockroaches can live in people's buildings in the winter in cities and things. Which, otherwise they wouldn't yeah. have been able to. They would have all frozen to death. So there are animals that like our yeah. environment. Yeah, uh, and coyotes. Coyotes a are A lot of urban, urban environments are great boons to them. To a bunch of animals. And, again, because it's animals that wind up living where a bunch of people live, they wind up being uh, pest or urban animals. Anyway, uh, shall we move on to the next thing? Uh, this comic book thing? Yep, sure. Let's do it. Yeah, let's blow through these bastards. I have not seen that. Want to turn your comic book into a million dollar business? <laughs> Here's the first step. One, be named Mark Miller. Yeah. Yeah, he's an independent business consultant, and he wants to be hired to... Yeah. This is just a bunch of... <laughs> I'm sorry. The One of, like, step ones is to open your own comic store. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. You want, you, you want to be successful in comics? One, you need a shell company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, step... It's like the, the uh, there was a joke about how to become a billionaire and, or millionaire, and one of them. Step one was okay. First, you get a million dollars, and then <laughs> now. But yeah, this guy's uh, you know as as examples of how lucrative comic book businesses are. They he you know half of the top ten grossing films of two thousand eight were based on comic books. Right. Yeah, the creators didn't see much of that. Exactly. I mean, to be fair, a lot of them were dead, but... But, like, the, the uh, Bill Mantlo... Mantlo? Yeah. The creator of Rocket Raccoon? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, no, he he was not dead. At, no, he wasn't. Yeah, um, he was uh, having health problems, and he didn't see yeah. any money from that, and he had to have a GoFundMe for his yeah. surgery or something. Yeah, don't... Don't trust any business that operates uh, without unions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, even like uh, Siegel and Schuster, the creators of Superman, were destitute at one point. Mm -hmm. um, Jack Kirby got screwed out of stuff, and he was like created, you know, half the Marvel universe. 
Probably yeah, more than that. Yeah. He, uh, um, you know, he had to, his heirs had to, you know, give him what he'd, uh, they had to win in court for some of the stuff that he, uh, that he won, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, like there was basically a few years ago, Marvel made a deal of some kind with the heirs to the Kirby estate, and we don't know exactly what that deal was. It's never been actually revealed what the deal was. Um, but it all seemed... we know is that part part of it is that on their part they have to shut up. Right. It's a it's a non disclosure agreement with part of it basically. Um, but unfortunately, um, <laughs> yeah, so, and the, the problem with that is it doesn't, like, if, if Kirby got, Kirby's estates, it's great that they got, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever they got from it, but unfortunately then it can't set a precedent for other creators. Uh, that's one of the big problems with that, um, unfortunately. And to be fair, Kirby's in sort of a class on his own, but, you know, <laughs> it still means that we ended up with, you know, a, a Supreme Court settlement that doesn't uh, that doesn't really help anyone else, unfortunately. But um, it, it is insane that you know they went this long without you know <laughs> without the Kirby. Now you mentioned Bill Mantlo, and what I understand, uh, Bill Mantlo was actually there was actually when uh, Guardians of the Galaxy first came out, everyone started going, "Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta help Bill Mantlo because Bill Mantlo is actually um, he's not doing great. He was." Uh, I believe hit by a car. Is that correct? And um, is am I wrong about that? He's 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 I'm got sure. some. So well, he's got some issues. He's apparently health problems. Yeah, yeah, he's health problems and like some neurological problems or something, and he has to be under like constant care basically. Um, and um, so people start going, "Oh, we got to rally and make sure Mantlo gets the money because he created Rocket Raccoon. Um, he yeah. might have also created Star Lord. I'm not a hundred percent, but." Anyway, then they reveal, like, his brother basically wrote up a note saying, actually, he made a good deal with Marvel, and he is actually making money from the movies. So, oh, okay. Never there, mind. There was that... No, no, that, but I that's mean... A, well, it that's is a rare example. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, it was a, it was not unreasonable for people to assume that, because so many other creators did get, you know, screwed over. It seems like sometime in the late 70s, early 80s, they, they got a little better about stuff like that, basically. Well, it depends. I remember uh, the creator of uh, uh, Darwin, the X-Men character. Mm -hmm. um, when uh, X-Men First Class came out, he tweeted that a character created was in a big-budget Hollywood movie, and he didn't see anything from that. Right. Well, Jim's... I mean, they really misused Darwin. And, yeah, uh, yeah, he got messed up. But that's well, another I mean, story. Jim, Star Jim Starlin created Thanos. Oh, my God. Um, Thanos. Jim, he created Starlin. <laughs> Jim Star uh, Jim Starling created Thanos, and he'd said th like he, he I don't think he even got it, tickets to the premiere. He was kind of complaining about that on social media. But I mean, oh. also he's the didn't he get of thanked the in the credits? Universe. He did. I think they must have come to some kind of arrangement. Um, that's the thing because when they thank them in the credits, it kind of makes me think, oh, they must have gotten something. You know what I mean? But maybe yeah. not. Who knows? Maybe they just go, thank you. Senpai for noticing me, you know, <laughs> they put you in the credits. Um, maybe that's all they need. I don't know. Um, but uh, the, the the takeaway from this is it's it's very hard to make a living at comic book, much less become incredibly rich. Right. This yeah, article is, is a huge... It. If, if your goal is becoming rich rather than doing something artistic, just go to business school and 
be like a fucking day trader or whatever. Yeah, this I, article... I, I realized I started out like giving supportive advice and then slid in to just start trading on Wall Street like the other parasites. <laughs> <laughs> but well, this whole this is article is of... apparently an, um, an ad for uh, uh, something called Comics Lore. Yep. Which is a brand yeah, making it's... that startup process even easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the website is under construction. Though apparently their their terms of service and whatnot was lifted straight from Comixology, so. Oops. Yeah. It's yeah, uh, exactly. or something not a, like not, that, but yeah. N- not the best way to you know uh, start out. No. Yeah, they they it, it's and the thing that you know really offended people is this is it was originally aired in Publishers Weekly. the The link that we have here is from some random website where they put it up but originally it was um it was aired in public publishers weekly as a non-advertised you know non-promoted article um as if it was someone speaking with authority and it got which happens a lot and is indeed incredibly unethical yeah and i mean they took it down if i'm not mistaken it's not on publishers weekly anymore it's still up um but they got caught yeah (laughs) That's right, yeah, which is unfortunate. I I saw a lot of people. Um, I know Kurt uh, Busek was kind of tearing into it, and a few other people, Spike Trotman, um, who were correctly identifying what a you know. But but as I say, I mean, their first step is, as you say, open a comic store. Like that's. <laughs> yeah, it's got uh, um, attempt to sign to a major label. Yeah, you're just gonna go from having nothing to working for Marvel or DC and even that's going to not going to get you that much. No, I mean there yeah. are uh, how to become a basketball logic. player. Sign yeah. with the <laughs> sign with the Boston yeah, that, Celtics, you know. To the point there is that the, okay, no one needed that advice. That's a no duh. Right. Yeah. But it's Jesus. It's like any of the actual advice to it is so vague as that Everyone already knew that. Yeah. yeah, it says, but be prepared for stiff, stiff competition and a high barrier to entry. Yeah, nothing about learning your craft or anything. Yeah. 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 And it's just a, like a list of, hey, Dark Horse is good. Here's what Dark Horse does. You know, yeah. Hero Wood Comics. Boy, I hope the under construction elements are just that it has the little GeoCities. Uh, graphic of the guy in the hard hat on the jackhammer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Please excuse my oh, like, appearance. Right. I like these uh, <laughs> tips for success. Uh, treat your comic like a business. Uh, do something original. <laughs> Another high school teen mutating and getting super strength isn't going to cut it. Push the boundaries and show people something they haven't seen before. Be flexible. Just because you yeah. think something's a good idea doesn't mean it's going to be a hit with your intended publisher or audience. Scale when you're ready. <laughs> Being a yeah, that's home part city. of the thing. It's like you know, fucking shit. <laughs> oh, Why yeah, make ten dollars um, when you could make a million dollars? You know, yeah, great, thanks. Yeah, um, uh, for example, rather than being a mere comic book artist, you could be a penciler, an inker, a colorist, a letterer, or some hybrid of multiple roles. <laughs> it's which brings. Uh, Okay, that advice starts at the same place it began. Rather than being a generalist, you could be a specialist or a generalist. (laughs) If we had bacon, we could have bacon and eggs. If we had (laughs) eggs. (laughs) 
It's like, I, I, you somehow said less, used words to say less than what you would have just by saying nothing. It's like a quadruple negative that just cancels itself out on every level, basically. But yes, it's all its all just a, a, it's the most transparent scam to, to promote this guy's website, Comics Lore. Actually, now I want to check it out and see what it's like, because there is a big, well, yeah. Actually, I want to check out Hero Wood Comics, see what that's like. Launching March 19th. Oh, it launched today. Are you happy about Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh... there you go. Oh my god, we're topical. Finally, uh, we have our The art on, on this something. is not that impressive. I mean, it's okay, but there's well, I not I might fit in then. There's wow, there's nothing to explain what it is. I'm yeah, I guess it's supposed to I'm not even sure what it is. Is it a store? Is it a bunch of online co- like they've got all these characters, but are they the characters that they're selling, or are they just generic characters who are here to talk about what? Like, is it is it like a comic book store, comic palooza? Yeah, there's literally nothing here. Like, it. Why would you send? Why would you put up a link to this when there's nothing there? Like, you you you're spending all this money getting in in uh, Publishers Weekly, and the website doesn't work. I mean, I'm one to talk, but still. Oh, give them a break. They just started. They're a small. <laughs> oh, sorry, I couldn't even finish it. <laughs> yep. You go there, you get a big under construction sign. How exciting! Whew! Well, good luck to Please that guy. Please excuse our appearance. Yeah, we're mar- pardon the dust. <laughs> the puppy unplugging the camera. Uh, okay, <clears throat> let's no, move on. Puppies. Yes. So, oh, uh, speaking of, I just posted this. Um, Garfield eats. Have you heard of this? Garfield eats. Yeah, it's There's a, a food uh, delivery app that sells only Garfield-themed cuisine. What? Yes. <laughs> it's a pizza shaped like Garfield's head, vaguely. What? What? I mean, lasagna, obviously. Uh, yeah, it has uh, chunks of lasagna. Uh, looks like there's... No, no, no! Oh, God, that is the worst lasagna I've ever seen! I know! My God! That looks like a malevolent alien caterpillar. Oh, my God! <laughs> That's... Yeah, that's disgusting looking. It's it not says even healthy red. lasagna. Is it? That's what it says. Wholesome versions of Garfield favorite foods. Well, way to completely uh, go against the character. You wouldn't eat healthy yeah, lasagna. This is a uh, an app. You can get this delivered to you. Uh, I, I, I saw a video on this uh, on YouTube making fun of it. It's got bad English all throughout. It's uh, a company based in Dubai, I think. Is Garfield um, big in Dubai? I I don't know. Um, but, uh, apparently, this he, he is must a, like, be because the app delivers specifically in Dubai. Only yeah. in Dubai. Uh, it's apparently coming to Toronto as well. <laughs> oh, good! Thank God we can use Garfield Eats in Toronto. Great. Yeah, in the in the video, somebody point uh, the the guy uh, who did the video, but not guy. Uh, anyway, I, he. I'm actually um, um I. Scroll down to see because they're like, is this like an actual authorized merch? And son of a yeah, bitch, it, is. it actually is. Yeah, it's yep. got Garf- uh, uh, Jim Davis has uh, uh, approved it, apparently. I mean, and uh, the website keeps talking about uh, uh, edugagement, <laughs> which is a combination God. of, uh, of uh, 
<laughs> education um, and engagement. No, sorry, yeah, en- entergagement. Sorry, entergagement. <laughs> entergagement. So, <laughs> so it's entertaining you and engaging you at the same time. I like engagement. Uh, no, entergagement sounds like an arc in a 90s X-Men comic. <laughs> entergagement. Uh, yeah, apparently but there's a nap somewhere in Toronto survive that just engagement? <laughs> Uh-huh. Appar- apparently there's an ad somewhere in Toronto because uh-huh. uh, uh, the, the video showed it. Uh, uh, it doesn't explain what the product is. It just says Garfield. and uh, This is the guy <laughs> oh, who, uh, so someone who just uh, put up made pizza shaped like my head. So someone just put up ominous billboards around Toronto <laughs> that just said, Garfield eats! <laughs> <laughs> it could say him, it could have him going, eat my head. Garfield eats. From beneath you, Garfield eats. <laughs> there are, uh, there's video games on the app. This was a tie-in. <laughs> this was like a viral tie-in for another Bill Murray movie. <laughs> I guess. Well, but it's the actual know, um, cartoon it, it, Garfield, though. It, like it's a business up. major guy who started this, and he basically is just trying to, you know, like he picked something that he thought would work, and Got Jim Davis's approval because, of course, he did. Yeah, and it's. I like that it, it, we're phrasing it as if a business major did this, and yes, even he was surprised Jim Davis signed off on it. <laughs> Jim uh, Davis will yeah, sign you can off get, on uh, anything. You even can get dark chocolate garfachinos. So far. <laughs> this was literally just a class project. Even I'm amazed I'm getting away with this. <laughs> well, he's not. It's not quite a. Uh, uh, Charles Schultz's level where he'll just <laughs> he'll turn anything into a car- into a into a buck but yeah but it's uh you can get a dark chocolate garfuccino oh my god uh, the app apparently has garf bucks that you can <laughs> that's the most unappetizing thing which is thing. wonderful because they can immediately recycle that app encoding for their Wayne's World app <laughs> <laughs> garf bucks yeah. And, okay, somebody needs to launch a new... And their country western eats one. Garth, Garth Brooks. 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 Yeah. Garth Brooks. Uh, so... Uh... <laughs> Welcome to Ing and Adam laugh at literally the stupidest fucking joke imaginable. Well, it's just... Garf is... I love that Garf because it sounds... It sounds simultaneously like someone eating too fast and like someone throwing up. Oh, uh, the Garfield fucks joke has been done already. Uh, the video I was talking about... Uh, oh, good! I was this. worried! Uh, no, no, it, not as an actual business, but they, they uh, were uh, joking that uh, uh, a new app that's a dating app called Garfield fucks... Our new furry-themed uh, <laughs> dating app slash brothel site, Garfield Fox. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh. No, you know what? I I feel bad about that. I'm not going to associate furries with Garfield. I kind of think they're <laughs> above that. <laughs> yes, it's true. You uh, don't see... Well, there is human Garfield and John Arbuckle, but <laughs> the famous fan art. But otherwise, yes. Now... Yeah, this does feel now, like of course, uh, it's some Ar- sort of John Arbuckle that... would like to assure everyone that he never fucked his cat. 
He never this came drink on dog his cat's now. fur. Yes, he did. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me, Phil. <laughs> and he... The most memorable Garfield comic is one in which John accidentally drinks a cup full of dog semen. You either because do- God has cursed us for our hubris. <laughs> this is the worst timeline. Either you either die an innocent uh, <laughs> children. You either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself drink the dog. Um, <laughs> you de- you either die an innocent children's character or live long enough to see yourself drink dog gum. Oh, uh, this uh, yeah, you can get so you can get lasagna delivered, and it comes in a box, and the uh-huh. box is designed. So that it can double as a tissue box, so you can take tissue out of another box and put it in this one to to save mon- to save the environment you somehow. Know, actually, Cause... God help me, that's one of the better ideas from these from one of these startup companies. It's like you know what? That's no, but it's you, not. Tissues already come in a box, so yeah, there's a, already a wasteful box that's not being used there. Yeah, but like it doesn't save any the boxes. box itself then becomes a novelty holder, so it's not entirely wasteful. I, dear God, it's starting to make sense to me. I think I'm broken. <laughs> I do see people with uh, there are these little boxes you can put over top of the Kleenex box for decorative reasons because otherwise it wouldn't match your bathroom or whatever. Okay, the uh, moment where I started realizing that this was vaguely making sense to me, I feel. Like the bus scene from In the Mouth of Madness. <laughs> <laughs> Just Did I ever tell you my favorite color is orange? <laughs> Do you read Jim Davis? <laughs> <laughs> He's holding up a copy Has anybody of seen Lasagna Cat? Yeah. <laughs> Weird YouTube thing. Hold, this up reads a... like something from Lasagna Cat or like a tie-in or something. I don't know. He holds up a copy. It's of... amazing that this is official. Yeah, he holds up a copy of uh, the Ni- Garfield is Nine Lives. It's like this will be the new Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to make this into a movie now, which, by the <laughs> looks of it, I have good odds of getting official approval of doing so. <laughs> In the mouth of Mondays. Apparently, Jim Davis met Mike Pence, and Mike Pence is a big Garfield fan. Unsurprisingly. Can we take a minute to talk about Garfield? I mean, actually, the comic strip? Yes. Yeah, it's not good. Well... <laughs> Because I feel like it has this really odd quality where, in many cases, there's, like, people are like, okay, it's not really funny, or there's not a joke, or there's, like, a vague joke, but it's kind of a sight gag. It's, like, in a really weird... It's, like, in a weird mental place to me. And as a kid, I really liked this cartoon. Yeah. And I can't actually explain why certain stuff was funny now though yeah well the 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 cartoon was decent i thought um well i mean also the comics like just yeah same like uh, i liked it as a kid but i think i don't know you recognize garfield so it must be funny i don't know 
Yeah, no, no, no. That well, that's what I'm saying. The comic had this weird thing where you were a kid and you, it just appealed to you art-wise, and that's why you were into it. But the comic or the cartoon was legitimately, I think, pretty well written. From what I yes, remember, yes, that all. I, I remember. Uh, I, I think so. I remember them doing a segment that was called uh, "You've seen it on television, so it must be true," and Garfield just like blatantly lies to children, and <laughs> it's okay, but you know it's true because you're seeing it on television. That was the one that you know promoted the theory that there's no such place as Wyoming uh, because <laughs> because Christopher Columbus when he when he was assembling America he left a big space in the middle of the map and so he wrote in the word Wyoming which is an Italian word meaning no state here anyway uh, <laughs> I remember an episode there where might... uh, where they get transported to a like a alternate universe that's uh, based on like 90s cartoon tropes like it's like uh, the x-men cartoon from the time yeah i remember um, that one and yeah, there was a yeah. there was a guy whose power was to turn any kind of cheese into another kind of cheese that's, that's, that's funny. what's also baffling it's like okay it's like okay garfield it's like it has a kid level of humor yet occasionally out of nowhere comes up with something that is genuinely brilliant yeah like the whole halloween arc where just that is just like a fucking story out of uh, Alfred Camus with Garfield waking up to real to his house having been boarded up and abandoned for years. Yeah, yeah, that whole business. Or, of course, the legitimate joke that actually existed of John accidentally drinking dog semen. <laughs> yeah. It's like how it's like okay, it's like okay, 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 brilliance. Jim Davis honestly missed his calling as a horror writer because if you've ever read Garfield is Nine Lives, there's some there's a couple of legitimately Yeah, I was gonna say all of the Nine Lives one, two, it's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, he's he's clearly a much more like innovative cartoonist than you would expect. And like he ended up hitting on Garfield, which made him a bazillionaire but he's trying to channel it in all these weird ways. <laughs> so you get things like Garfield is nine lives and uh, some of the other spinoff books that were really weird. The Garfield uh, Halloween special had a certain eeriness to it. Like there's, yeah. there's some real like, occasionally something, you know, Lovecraftian peeks out from behind Garfield and it's, and, and it or makes again, you like, can, we, can we address like, the fact that Garfield is not actually very fat? No, he was he was originally drawn very fat, yeah. and then he kind of slimmed down for. But they like, keep calling him fat. It's yeah, you know, he's he's fat for a cat is the idea. <laughs> but he's he's not compared to the other cats in the sh cartoon. He's um, not that fat. Well, you know, I think yeah. I mean, some of it is style. We get from our textural context that he is meant to be fat, even if that doesn't come across entirely visually, such as the scale screaming when he steps on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, he, he has a pot belly, basically, that the other cats mostly don't have. <laughs> he's not so much fat as he has a frat boy aesthetic. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God, Garfield the dad bod cat. <laughs> Well, at this point okay i just wanted to express this just like weird place that garfield has like this liminal space in the collective consciousness and culture right because it's definitely one that it's like i think a lot of people at least having grown up in the 80s 90s that have the feeling oh yeah i really liked garfield as a kid i can't exactly explain why now no 
And this feels almost like a Stephen King thing, like he had that one children's book that apparently everyone remembers, but now it freaked but now like thinking about it creeps them out as an adult. Right. Because like the parody of Thomas the Tang- Tank Engine, but no one can remember where the story or book came from. It's just everyone has this memory of it. Right, right. It- it's not even that. I think it's just it's the last sort of gasp. We're kind of the last generation that had a bit of that monoculture going on. And Garfield was part of that. It was just, it was in the newspaper, like it or... Like, there there are honestly much worse comic strips than Garfield. That oh, are, yeah, a ton. Probably even still going, I don't know. I mean, who's read the Mallard newspaper? Fillmore. Yeah, Millard... Oh, no, but see, Millard Fillmore at least has, like, a personality, and you remember... I'm talking about stuff like High and Lois, and, oh, like, yeah. The Lock Beetle Horns. Bailey. Yeah, Are Beetle you the Bailey. creator of High and Lois? Because you are making me laugh. <laughs> Mary Worth, I guess. Um, okay, no, Mary Worth... No, Mary Worth, Worth has fans. Yeah, Mary Worth Ma- is kind of weird enough. As that. I would say, as somebody who reads the comics curmudgeon, I can right. bizarrely defend Mary Worth as being a bizarre place <laughs> where the writers are somewhat in on the joke. Right, right. And well, then... It, so now it's this really we- so now it's just this bizarre thing that it's like, oh, what if we do murder she wrote without all the murders all the time? <laughs> Though occasionally Mary does drive someone to kill yeah. themselves in self-destructive alcoholism. <laughs> As we've seen, yes, exactly. Yeah. And, well, and then there's uh, Garfield's rival Heathcliff, uh, which was always the, like... The Garfield, for people who thought Garfield was too edgy, I guess? Yeah, um, but now has gained a resurgence by just diving headfirst into complete surreal data is right. humor. Exactly. I've seen some of the recent Heathcliff stuff, and it's just, it's insane, and it becomes weirdly Garbage brilliant. Ape. Yeah. Well, it's like Nancy right now is really funny. Yeah, well, no, Nancy is legitimately funny, and it was legitimately funny. And it's actually, it's funny because the current version of Nancy is very much in keeping with how the old strip was back when it was a classic strip. I mean, of course, it's been modernized, but it's it's got that same, in some ways, the same style of humor. Heathcliff is just, I've got this real estate on the comics page that <laughs> I'm allowed to use, and people will talk about it if I <laughs> basically shitpost. Yeah. <laughs> People get it's basically shit posting the comic like, strip. I now. believe one comic is literally just Heathcliff wearing a mascot suit of himself and holding the giant oversized mask and two garbage men are looking at it and said he has Sundays off. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, it's very weird if you've ever seen yeah, it. No, and no, he's no. And people have said he's leading into it on purpose, the guy who does Heathcliff at this point. Like, he's just, I'll just put weird nonsense up here and people will share it online and go, what the hell? Yeah. But that's, you know, it gets the, cl- so it's clickbait in comic strip form, basically. <laughs> Heathcliff, the clipgate cat. Yeah, Heath clickbait. <clears throat> anyway, okay, let's, uh, let's he, do the last one. Do you have one. a love interest named Kathy? Ack. Yeah. Kathy oh, ended. Kathy yeah. was mercifully was put out of its misery. <laughs> oh, I was just I was making a Wuthering Heights joke. So. Oh, uh... I'm sorry. That was literally too sophisticated for <laughs> yeah, stupid okay, uh, monkey brains. <laughs> Precisely. I'm, yeah. Well, was... it's not there. It's not really a love relationship anyway. So it was a. It was a. It was an incorrect joke. <laughs> well, yeah, but it fell flat because we were literally still. S- 
stuck thinking about horrible newspaper <laughs> comics. And also, I've never read it, and I am an illiterate poor. Except when it comes to weird pulp stuff that we talk about on our other podcast. Um, yeah, I just read it in high school. I probably wouldn't have read it otherwise. Well, it's a classic. All right, we're moving on because yeah. we still got some funny ones. And this was just me realizing that I'm not sure why I liked Garfield as a kid, and me worried that it's some sort of brain virus. Yeah, it would make complete sense. Anyway, uh, so what's next? The uh, okay, wait. Tank thing? No, no, no. We could go to the next thing. Or we can do a new segment I wanted to. Ah, yes. Okay, do your new segment. Uh, it... Which is part of our sort of sub-podcast thing of anime. Oh, no. Where I expose Adam to anime. This one's called Anime or Not. I have the description of three animes. One oh. of them I have made up. Okay. <laughs> and I want you to guess... Which ones are real, and which ones are fake? Okay, then. Now, this one's all- this week, they are all themed on animal stories. Okay, alright. After his mother is killed by a wolf, a small lamb travels to the mountains to find the very same wolf to train him to become a monster just like him. The wolf trains the lamb, even knowing that the lamb's ultimate goal is to kill him. It's real, and I know it's real because I No, no, I no. Ha- let, me, let me list all three. Okay. And then you can guess. All right. After traveling to the big city to save Sorry, his farm... Sorry, only, only one of these is fake. The other two are right, real? Right, only one is okay. fake. All right, okay, go ahead. After traveling to the big city in an effort to save his farm, a small pig winds up the leader of a gang of animal delinquents after saving their leader. <laughs> And third one, a mysterious androgynous merchant sells people pets that take on anthropomorphic appearances, and each pet winds up having a Tales from the Crypt-style twist ending. Well, okay, I know the one with the lamb and the wolf is real. I have, in fact, seen that one, believe it or not. Uh, When I was a small child, we rented it, and it scared the hell out of me. Uh, because it's a really dark story about a lamb who becomes a wolf. Um, so I know that's real. Uh, the other two, um, quite frankly, the inclination is to say the second one is the uh, real one, and the other one is the fake one. But because the last one is so bizarre, I have to say it's probably real, and it's the middle one that's not real. So that's my guess. The middle one is the fake one. The yes, pig. the middle one is actually the description of Babe, Pig in the City. <laughs> I was going to say, it did also sound a lot like Babe. However, there's no reason to believe Babe couldn't have been ripped off an anime, just as, say, The Lion King was taken from an anime. I was hoping that that's what would have caught you. Well done. <laughs> to be fair, if you hadn't seen the damn lamb one, I think this would have been a lot more challenging. It would have been difficult, And yes. that was obscure enough that I thought I was safe throwing well, that in. It's, um, yeah, it's wild. I saw that as a kid, it messed me up, and then nothing about it, because it, it was on the video store shelves, that's it. That's why we picked it up. And as my we watched it, and as my mom said, I was like, you know, six or seven. And my mom was like, I thought I was writing a nice story about a happy little lamb! I thought it was gonna be cute! <laughs> yes, that one is specifically uh, Sharon no Suzo, or uh, Sharon's Bell, or Rigging Bell. Right. It's been anglicized at the two ones, and the other one is uh, the manga and anime Little Pet Shop of Horrors. Really? Okay. Yes. 
sounds like a clever idea. I don't know. I don't know what the androgynous merchant specifically <laughs> relates, but yes, yeah. it's it's a thing with Count D who runs the pet shop of horrors. <laughs> yeah, you you could uh, you could do this with me as well because I don't know anime at all. Oh, I should have. Yeah, you're you were invited to guess too. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. There we okay. go. What you know, I would have guessed the, the same, same thing. Ones, except, now that we're... I would have guessed the same, well, except it would have been less educated because I haven't seen the first one. Yes. Ah. Well, speaking of anime stuff, I do have to mention this week I found out there is a Karl Marx anime. Um, have you heard of this? No, I hadn't. What, it, there's what is... a Karl Marx, an anime about, I believe, the life of Karl Marx. I believe it's called The Leader. Um, and in fact, it's I believe it's actually Chinese, not Japanese. Uh, so it may not technically count as anime. No, it does not count as anime. Okay, but it looks like anime, though. It's in the style of anime. Uh, and yes, it's all about the no, life I and, and like, sexy young some... Karl Marx, by the way. He's like a young man. And he's well, all, I never you know... knew I needed anything more than the phrase <laughs> sexy young Karl Marx. <laughs> so there, that's something to look for and report back on next week. Um, shall we... Finally, do the final uh, no uh, the the final one we were gonna do, as tied into our opening sequence. Yeah, I think let's uh, let's go let's go with that one. Um, so the news here, which you've probably heard, uh, is that um, it's on, it's on nj.com new New Jersey dot com. Uh, the article. Well, this is, is a local story, so I want to just first say I have an alibi. <laughs> that's what they all say um and it's by amanda hoover who, um, who says that give me names who's been talking <laughs> i ain't saying nothing johnny tight lips johnny Ing <laughs> johnny Ings. where have you been shot i ain't saying nothing <laughs> exactly. well i tell the doctor tell him to suck in a lemon <laughs> yes well, okay, it first, so this article first came to prominence on Twitter and social media because the article about it in the NY Times uh, was literally uh, Gambino crime boss killed by 24-year-old nobody. And it was hilarious, it sounded hilariously like the mob themselves. Did, you, the did the mob release a press statement? There's no one, this fucking galoop! Some kills the boss! This Baba Galoop somehow the caps the boss. Yeah, who is he? He's no one. Get out of here. He's dirt. He's less than dirt. He's the shit that worms shit after they eat shit. Yes. Well, I imagine they are pretty angry. And but the amazing part about this is, as we've discovered, is that this guy is apparently a follower of QAnon, our old friends at QAnon, the conspiracy theory. That uh, has taken over social media, in which uh, Trump is secretly going to save the world from a cabal of God knows what at this point pedophile, reptilian uh, immigrants who are also Jews. the Jews and George Soros and control the Catholic Church and I don't know what else they have in power. It's it's the big... And the reverse vampires, of course. Yeah, they're basically every single conspiracy wobbed into one. And they're <clears> turning <throat> violent and dangerous. But this guy has now gone and killed a mob boss. And as a number of people pointed out, that's very strange because the mob is not usually something the QAnon people talk about a lot as being bad, even though they would actually be justified in saying that. No, but they're white. Well, Italian, yeah. but white. 
Yes, well, that is an that is an issue, um, and I mean, as a, the other thing is, you know, hey, if they're after people who are involved in sex trafficking, I guess that's actually aiming in somewhat of the right direction, um, generally speaking. <laughs> on um, the other yeah, hand, yeah, this whole thing is a very oh, sorry. On the other hand, this may be one of the cases where wow, I've never thought I would be rooting for a gang war, <laughs> a very hilarious one. <laughs> yes. Well, this whole thing is just that uh, that meme of uh, Ken Watanabe saying, uh, "Let them fight." fight. Yes. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard not to be like, "Oh my God, are we going to see the mob taking on QAnon?" Because that would be the greatest thing ever. Uh, wouldn't be the greatest. Oh, thing this ever. is even weirder than the Juggalo things. Yeah, Juggalos. Well, Juggalos are the good ones, the good guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the, the, the fact that Juggalos are anti-fascist now, right? So, you know, Gambino family, welcome to the resistance. Um, but they, they, um, you know, in the like 50s, 60s, whatever, there were a shockingly large amount of movies that could be boiled down to mobsters versus Nazis. Really? Yeah, there, it was like a bit of a shub genre of exploitation film of basically the idea that somehow mobsters got involved with fighting the Nazis or uncovering a Nazi crime ring or were sent overseas to kill Hit to put a hit out on Hitler. Well, Al Pacino's character in The Godfather is just back from World War Two, if I recall yeah. correctly. And, and uh, also uh, the Rocketeer, Rocketeer the scene where, yeah. where the uh, Paul Servino's uh, uh, gangster character finds out he's been working with Nazis, so he turns on them. Yeah. yeah. I may not make an honest buck, but I'm 100% American. Same year he was in Goodfellas, by the way, that he was in The Rocketeer. No, maybe it's a year later, but still, right around the same time he was in Goodfellas. Same decade, undeniably. <laughs> he was just about... He basically went from playing Polly in Goodfellas to playing the character he played in uh, in The Rocketeer, who was the most, you know, of course, because of The Rocketeer, everyone is the absolute archetype of whatever, <laughs> whatever they were playing. So he was literally playing the most... Hollywood gangster of all time, um, probably based on Walter G. Robinson, actually. But anyway, um, <clears throat> or is it Edward G. Robinson? No, Walter G. Robinson. Edward. It's Edward. Edward Robinson. Okay, Edward G. Robinson. Anyway, you know the what? Where's your Messiah now? That guy. Anyway, um, but it has to be said about this uh, QAnon guy who killed the the. the and he's showboating at the trial. He's flashing Q symbols and stuff, but it doesn't really look like he did it out of there the more recent information that we have is that he did it because the guy wouldn't let him date his daughter apparently um which is i don't know what to which make was of only that. a slightly uh a slightly smaller uh larger problem than the fact that the daughter wouldn't let him date her yeah i mean i'm not sure where you know wh how this guy got in with like a mob crime boss that he was going to date his daughter because I don't think I would be down for that no matter how great she was <laughs> if her daughter is literally a mob boss I think I would uh, I would have a number of different uh, <laughs> objections to that for a number of reasons um, you can't ever break up with that person for starters. No. <laughs> You better be sure that this is gonna last. And if you get married, there'll be so many Godfather jokes. Yeah, right, exactly. On this the day of my daughter's wedding. That said. I can't do impressions. Yeah. Well, um, the, gen the gender reverse version of that is uh, 
the Nicole Kidman movie to die for, basically. Uh, but yeah, it's um, <laughs> like he. So it's it seems to be that. So it sort of suggests it was a personal motive, but I guess they're just kind of unhinged these people um, and just start murdering people. But really. <laughs> I know it's strange. I wouldn't have expected. You mean it the from same QAnon. group of people that also shop shot up Christchurch are a little unhinged? <laughs> yes. Well, was the Christchurch guy a QAnon guy specifically, though? Because he was a white well, supremacist. No, he is. Uh, I don't think he's specifically QAnon. He was, he, he was it, an it's online Nazi enough. and into the. Yeah, like he said, subscribe to PewDiePie. So yeah, it's it's sort of. I mean, a, there's a broad overlap with those groups of people, but. Yeah. I don't think he's said anything about QAnon or mentioned anything about... Because QAnon is like... Like, you've got the white supremacists who are just out in the... Like, at least the white supremacists aren't delusional about it. Like, they know... <laughs> like, they know what they're doing. They're like, yeah, we support, you know, Trump and the alt-right because we're... So are, are you literally doing a uh, Big Lebowski there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least it's an ethos. Exactly. Yeah, well... <laughs> Oh, uh, I I need to correct my last tweet. Uh, uh, you do not absolutely have to hand it to <laughs> Al Qaeda. Exactly. Correcting my last tweet on the subject of ISIS, you actually do not have to, and I quote, hand it to them. <laughs> right. Uh, we're all too online, aren't we? We have way too many online-related yeah. jokes on this podcast. I was uh, actually talking well, with my on a show called Destroy All Clickbait. Yeah, yeah I right. was. I was talking to my wife about this, <laughs> and just the because one of her favorite things ever is the Star Trek episode Darmok. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was basically talking. It's like you know, with the internet, that's become a lot more plausible with just how right casually uh some fair kind of like more complex ideas just have been summarized into one word right or a, or a, a non-joke or a meme and it's but it's also as you like to talk about the in-group thing except you know you know, people get the in-joke from being online about a certain meme and you know, everyone else is going to stare blankly at you if you say... Yeah, but you know. some of them are not even in-joke or are permeating outside of that. For example, like, the phrase milkshake duck is right. somewhat recognizable now by osmosis, frequently beyond uh, just online territory. Oh yeah, got right. a Jeopardy question. Yeah, the milkshake yeah. duck, is, isn't it, wasn't it also in uh, Webster's? Didn't they actually make a big thing out of it? Webster's Dictionary? Um... At one point, like that became a, an official, t or maybe not Webster's, but something that's semi-official that keeps track of terminology. Uh, I think made. I it, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, made it official. So yeah, that has gone. Uh, if you're going to name something that's gone from out, that's branched out from uh, online, it's definitely that. Or even phrases like Streisand effect. Yeah, Streisand effect. Well, what? Yeah, Streisand effect. Th I feel like that wasn't online originally, though, was it? Like that wasn't from a tweet or anything, was it? Uh, no, but it's part of the similar thing that was like, hey, just a phrase basically from a specific phenomena of a story or event now can just be used as a shorthand right. for what that illustrates, a la mm -hmm. how the aliens from Darmok communicate. I, 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 always, I always say the funny thing about memes... Uh, is that they're basically political cartoons now, 
they're now memes instead. It's the same same basic yeah, idea. Yeah, everything's labeled. Yeah, you label everything, and you have them, you know, relating to each other in a way that we can relate to, and, you know, it's it's the same idea. It works so, better than genuine, like, uh... Right, Ben Garrison, Bill, yeah. Yeah, Ben Garrison. <laughs> uh, ben Garrison, yeah. That's the funny thing about He's, Ben Garrison. Ben Garrison is just Kelly from... From uh, the Onion. Yeah. Ex oh, he is exactly. I cannot believe he's not being sarcastic, Ben Garrison. Like he seems so perfectly like. Well, it's that and that guy who paints those like hyper realistic paintings of Donald Trump. Oh yeah. Being, like, yeah. Is that by the guy? Jesus. Oh. <laughs> is that the guy who is suing because the National Gallery will not let his piece in? No, I hadn't <laughs> heard that. But holy crap! I thought I sent that one. <laughs> Sorry, we may have a bonus story. Oh, nice. Yep, National Port... Uh, Julian Raven. His, and Julian this is actually Raven. wonderful. The na He's suing the National, Port the National Portrait Gallery because the director told rejected his painting, said it was too political, too big, and no good. <laughs> oh, this is a different guy than the... Uh... No. Oh, okay. Do you Greg. have a link in the Discord there? Uh, I put it in the Twitter. That's my mistake oh, okay. there. Sorry. Yeah, this is a different artist, but... Uh, Jesus, yeah. how? It's like, how can there be more than them? Oh, that's not... No, 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 no. That, no, the guy I'm talking about is legitimately a good painter. Um, but it, it, he just paints utterly bugfuck stuff about Trump, like, praying while Obama, you know, tromps on the, the, the American flag. Like, that kind of stuff. Um, and he's got all the founding fathers sort of, like, hugging Trump and protecting him from some evil liberal or whatever. You know, that kind of thing. Um, this is, this is van art, basically. It's a 16 basically. by 8 foot painting. <laughs> and it was from CPAC, apparently? Yeah, because this guy, guy apparently has gotten in prominence at CPAC. So you can see why I confuse that, oh, these must be the same guy. <laughs> uh, John McNaughton is the guy we're yeah, talking right. about. Right, yeah, John McNaughton. He's he's the... Um, and like, as people point out... I found an article here with uh, Hannity tweeting, The left loves art and especially taxpayer-funded art that is provocative. Let's get the reaction to this. <laughs> Trump holding a flag. Well, what yeah. do you think they're going to say? Yeah. The funny thing about McNaughton is he's done a few... Like, he almost seems like he's... I don't want to say in on the joke, but he he's just pandering to a certain audience. Because he also did... Um, Fuck him. Yeah. He did one painting that was... Um, uh, like all the, because he did one with all the Republican presidents hanging out in heaven or whatever, playing poker or whatever. But then he did one with the Democratic presidents, and he didn't do it in such a way that it was like, oh, look at their evil, they're all in hell or whatever. It was just the same painting, but with the Democratic presidents instead of the Republicans. So I was like, okay, this guy's constantly doing paintings about, you know, how Obama is the Antichrist and trying to destroy the Constitution, and here he is just painting him hanging out with Jimmy Carter and. FDR, like, <laughs> I don't get it. Anyway, so it's almost like I say, he's, I think he's kind of, you know, trying to pander to a certain audience, basically. Um, and that yeah, might have been... Yeah, but fuck him even if he doesn't believe in it. It's like... <laughs> oh, fair enough. It's, like, it's okay. arguably worse. It's like, hey, I don't, you know, support Hitler, but, you know, I was a clown <laughs> at his birth... 
at his niece's birthday party. <laughs> so Lenny Riefenstahl, basically. Jeez, we're we're doing really cerebral cuts here today, huh? <laughs> or the day the what clown cried, the uh, Jerry yeah. Lewis movie. <laughs> what is that? Do oh, you don't you don't know you about don't this? Know that I, one? Oh, I, I know I know about it. I'm just saying, what is it? How does it relate to the current situation? Because he's a clown about? and working in the Holocaust. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, all right. He, he just uh, for those who don't know, this is a Jerry Lewis movie that has, if I recall, been shown exactly once and then like literally thrown into the movie vault. Right. Never uh, yeah, to be it's seen. In Jerry Lewis's it's, basement. Yeah. It because it it's allegedly so off. And yet, people yeah, so have Jerry Lewis plays a clown whose job it is to lure children into the uh, into the gas chambers. Right. And yeah. uh, apparently, it's... he yeah. And he gets redeemed. Yeah, he... Over I the mean, you can the stop there. There's nothing more that you can say. <laughs> and well, the, the funny thing is, it's like, hey, you remember life? Life is beautiful. Right. You know how some people found that a tone deaf and yep and um offensive. Yep. Exactly. Here's the Bizarro World version. It's the ten times worse version. That's the Animaniacs the, actually referenced it in one episode. Yeah, their, yeah. Uh, their Jerry Lewis character was making a movie called The Wretched Clown. Right, and it was also Apocalypse Now. Somehow, yeah, it was all it was all yeah. mashed up together. It was every troubled production. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, but the thing about the day the clown cries is it has been screened since because I remember Harry Shearer. Uh, of The Simpsons and Spinal Tap actually wrote about how he had gotten a chance to see it, possibly at Jerry Lewis's house. Like, he'll occasionally, if people bug him enough, he would show... Uh, well, he's, he's dead now. Yeah. But yeah. Um, at, at the time when he was alive... I legit had forgotten Jerry Lewis was dead. Yeah. Well, so that begs the question, will we then ever see the movie now that he's dead? Because Jerry Lewis was literally pr- That was my first thought when he people. died, actually. Yeah, he was refusing to show it to people. He was ki- keeping it in a vault in his basement. Except yeah. that apparently some people did get a chance to see it. So I don't really understand the logic exactly. Um, he was apparently just this huge egomaniac, so maybe people flattered him enough that he would show it to them? I don't know. Um... But Harry Shearer actually wrote about it in a column because he used to have a column in uh, in LA Weekly or something. Um, but he wrote about how, yeah, I've actually seen the day the Crown cried, and he basically, if I recall, his entire and he said, I can't even write about it much, but let's just say it's exactly what you think it is. Was his review, if I recall correctly? Jesus, <laughs> which is the most Apparently damning review I think released. I've ever heard. <laughs> exactly. What do you think it's like? Yeah, it's exactly like that. There's no surprises. Done. Next. It's a Rorschach for anyone who wants to gaze upon it, basically. Uh, anyway. Well, I think we'll uh I think we should wrap it up for the evening. Um Bill, you have anything new to plug right now? You don't have anything uh, new at the moment, do you? N- no, uh I guess um uh uh, our podcast, our other podcast. Yeah, our other podcast. Uh, what Mad Universe. Uh, we just did an episode on Little Baron Trump. Yes. Which is a book nice. series from the 1800s. And which you have described as not as racist as you'd think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Somehow, this Little Baron Trump is not racist. Um, and it's it was... sort of racist, but not as racist as it could have been. Yes, exactly. Reference, it has nothing to do with the president. It has everything to do with a... Uh, of a dwarf with cerebral megaly who goes about on adventures. Yeah. 
It's yes, very although the, uh, the author also wrote a, book, uh, a short story called The Last President. So yes. <laughs> that's a thing that happened in reality. Yep. It's a very strange confluence of events, this this series. So anyway, check that out on What Mad Universe at our other podcast at uh, the Never Sleeps Network. Uh, uh, I don't have the exact web address, but check it out. Um, just Google What Mad Universe Podcast and it'll come up. Um, uh, Ing has his webcomic is always Brand Echo, which goes from strength to strength and is really good. Yes, I do uh, Brand Echo at whatisbrandecho.com, written by Charlotte Finn. And actually, by the time this comes out, this will be hitting uh, the halfway point of the first chapter. Oh, cool. Which, yeah. not to spoil anything, but is where things get interesting. Yes, it is. It's like referenced in the script that we're coming up to a page that is the beat drop. <laughs> nice. But yes, but check out Brand Echo. It deals with all these kind of thoughtful and interesting concepts and is a really well-drawn comic and it is really yep. cool. Uh, I really hi highly recommend it. Uh, and of course, there's my own stuff um, on uh, Comixology. If you go under Phantasmic Tales with a PH, you can see all my various comics and my ongoing comic, Star Force Pentacle, uh, which will be going up. Uh, there'll be parts of a new chapter as you read this, hopefully. Uh, I'm going to be working on it all next week. Um, anyway, that's, I also that's have enough uh, of that for I now. also have a comic. Oh yes, yes, Let's the go. Apex Society right. at uh, theapexsociety.thecomicseries.com. Mm -hmm. Which again, uh, very well drawn. Yes, thank you. Very nice. He has a bunch uh, of stuff on Comicsology, and some of it is online as well. So uh, yep. check it out. Uh, we all have comics. There you go. We're comics people. So we're gonna be millionaires. We just need to start our own comic book store. Yeah, and we also <laughs> need to attempt to be picked up by a major label. Apparently, that's step one. Holy uh, <laughs> sir! I should have never thought of that. Attempt to get published. <laughs> well, you Whoa know. Wow, we. <laughs> but also, the, the most important thing is to apply to comics blob or whatever the hell they call this thing. Uh, I'm not going to name it because it's a stupid ripoff, but there you are. Uh, all right, enough of that. Use mugs. I Let's, trusty uh, the cloud approve this product and or service. <laughs> right, it's it's that and not even that. Well, the digital uh, digital uh, recording of Ing that we've uh, synthesized out of his voice because we killed Ing several weeks ago, but he'll be recording this podcast with us for many years to come. Uh, approves of what we've done, so. Uh, good night, everyone. Uh, take care. We'll talk to you soon, and <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, good night. Good night. Night.